is about to get personal. 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 Just got personal. Gary and I just got personal. It's personal. My name is Derek Bourne. My name is Cornelius Minor. My name is Val Brown. This is Nick Stone. Hi, I'm Donald Miller. All right. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of It's Personal, and she is all the way in Detroit right now. Um, One of the reasons why I'm so excited today is that um, Ashman teaches fourth grade, correct? fourth grade, which is very close to my grade, which is third grade. So I'm looking to also steal ideas from you. So feel free to share your lessons, um, whatever you're doing in the classroom. You know, education, it's like everybody steals from everybody. They do. They do. Um, One of the things I also love about her is that she is consistently talking about being culturally responsive in the classroom, something that I am super passionate about. Um, And the other thing is like, you just keep it real. Like I look at your stories and your um, quotes and your images, and I truly admire people who are able to just like be themselves and um, are able to share that through social media. Because sometimes, you know, social media can be this idea of um, just kind of, it's not exactly what you think it is, um, looking through images and videos, but you are, um, I appreciate you. You are very, very real, very, very real. Um, So let's just start right away, let's get right into it. Um, Can you just share who you are, where you're from, a little bit about yourself? So my name is Esmahan Mashra. I um, am in Detroit, as you said. I identify first as a Muslim. That's like my major identifier. Um, and then I identify as a mom and a sister, totally family orientated. Um, I'm a fourth grade teacher. I started in fifth and then I just, I did like the hormones at the end of the year. So I, <laughs> I moved down. Like it's too much for me. <laughs> I moved down. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I try to just be a lifelong learner. I think that's how I would um describe myself most i'm very passionate and sometimes i get super heated and frustrated um but i but i'm i'm a self-reflector so i self-reflect almost daily mm-hmm. i'll go home and self-reflect on my lessons on my life on my kid i like that's just the number one thing i do all the time mm-hmm. so that's just how who i am i guess as a person reflection is such a, a powerful tool i think I had this conversation with someone um, last week, just even with our students, we forget how powerful reflection can be. You almost learn more through the reflection. Oh right? yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Has it, have you always lived in the US? Yes, but, um, so no, I was born in Yemen um, and we, well, we came when I was five um, and it was just myself, my dad has been in America for centuries. Like he, like my great grandfather was in World War II, so mm-hmm. the family has always been in America um, for a long, long time. But we didn't bring my mom over and my myself and my sister until I was five years old, and my sister was um, three, I think. Wow. No, two, two, and then the rest of the kids were obviously born here. Mm-hmm. So. 
Wow. But I am a Yemeni American. I identify as a Yemeni American. I'm very proud of my culture and my heritage and my, you know, um, ethnicity. So that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. What did, would you say that your uh, heritage or your culture, or your background has influenced like your path in life or maybe teaching? Oh, yeah, or, definitely. Yeah? I think because growing up, my parents like instilled so much of our culture. Um, so even though my dad's like, like I said, his, his grandfather was here, his great grandfather was here. So he's like third or fourth generation, um, American, but my mom is first, like she is a first generation would be considered. So she really like brought our traditions and cultures with us from Yemen. And we were just taught like, it, it was like a strict upbringing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like you just. What's there strict? What, what would you say is like strict? strict? Like, you don't talk back to your parents. Of course. You know, like, very, like, traditional, res like, you respect your elders. Uh -huh. You respect anybody who's, like, your cousins that are older than you. It was very, like, traditional. You don't go to homes that we don't know or mm -hmm. we don't approve of. Mm -hmm. um, if your friends want to come over, they come over, but mm -hmm. you can't go there until we meet them. Of course. Like, very of course. strict upbringing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like... Oh, you met someone online? Yeah, you want to go and meet up with them? <laughs> like, it boggles my mind now. And, like, my younger, like, okay, so me and my youngest brother mm -hmm. are 18 years apart or mm -hmm. 19 years apart. I don't know. Who would forgive me? Okay? <laughs> but, um, so they're, the way, like, my, myself and my sister and my old, the oldest boy was raised, Darun, we were raised so, like, culturally aware speaking the language, speaking Arabic. Um, we like had to translate for our parents when we went to like doctor's offices or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I see my younger sisters and my younger brothers and they're so like far removed from it. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, what is going on? We lost you guys. Uh -huh. Like, just move. How do you think that happened? I think because my parents like, I don't know. I just feel like my parents, once we, the older kids got older, they left us to take care of the younger kids sure like, okay now you're responsible you understand like the language you understand the paperwork you understand so we were given a lot of responsibility at a young age mm -hmm. to help with i mean there's eight of us mm -hmm. so to help with um the upbringing and stuff like that and what we seemed was like what we felt was like okay dad you're killing it like you live in a bubble <laughs> so we were allowed that kind of freedom as long as they understood what's right and wrong we were like yeah it's okay if they go here it's okay like we were kind of that bridge between like super strict to like lenient sure you know you said there was eight of you yeah wow can you talk a little yeah. bit more about that so there's four boys and four girls oh it's even number though it's even number right yeah <laughs> i'm the oldest and then so it's my sister after me, then the oldest boy, which I always say my oldest brother, but I really mean he's just the oldest boy in the family. Uh -huh. It's just the mentality that I have because we respect the boys in our culture so much. So uh -huh. the oldest boy, regardless of age, is considered like the head of the household. Sure. If that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Um, so then it's Darun, which is, he's the boy. And then after Darun is Alia Mama and Ashema, two girls. Mm -hmm. And then Muhammad, Hafidin, and Hood are the three of last boys. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So busy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very busy. It's, busy. <laughs> so it's really insane. What, what would you say your, um, what did your schooling look like? 
So did you do all of your schooling in the U.S.? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. So when we came, so I came at kindergarten age. So um, I started kindergarten, mm -hmm. you know, just like everybody else. Um, I don't know. Like I was mentioning, like the other podcast. Like we had some really, like all, we didn't have representation at all. Mm -hmm. Like all of my teachers were always white. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, women, either older, not not really young. Um, and it was fairly like a great education. Like I'm not gonna lie, I had some amazing teachers, and I had some not so amazing teachers. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has that in their life, regardless of where they are in the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do remember like a teacher who was just blatantly racist, mm -hmm. and you could feel as a child like this lady doesn't like me, but we don't know why she doesn't like us mm -hmm. because it was a room filled with all the same children. You mm -hmm. know, we didn't look different to each other, so we couldn't understand why she was like she was just like me wow you know mm -hmm. and she would always be like you arabs this and you arabs that do you know what what grade um, was that oh i i don't want to say no it's okay it's okay <laughs> was it would would you say it was because of that like it one ex younger elementary, younger elementary. i feel like yeah. I, now that you're think like talking like that i feel like i've had similar experiences like just being being in schools that were predominantly white or having teachers who are prom predominantly white, you unfortunately will run in. You feel like you don't want to, but you will unfortunately run into one of those teachers that for whatever reason has it out yeah. for you um, or your culture or background or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's weird because like, um, I don't know, because like that same teacher, when we, when I speak to other students who had her much later on in life mm -hmm. when she was much older mm -hmm. they, they, they're like she's amazing wow so what so maybe i don't know like how did she go from being because i remember like distinct of course you do experiences in her classroom uh -huh. and i was like this lady's crazy you know um so how did she go from being so like so yeah strict and weird and mean and you know not doesn't say nice things and makes you feel so unwelcome to being amazing. So mm -hmm. I really, and that's why I don't want to say because you don't know what happens in certain people's lives to, mm -hmm. to, to make create, them feel that like, way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you don't know, like, you just don't know, like after that, did she realize like years, you know, passing, did she have a different experience with people? Did mm -hmm. she realize that what she was doing was, you just don't know. So mm -hmm. that's why I was like, I don't want to say because because yeah, no, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Would you say that, um, what is your, like, you're obviously you're teaching in Detroit. Would you, what does your, like, demographic of teachers look like? Well, the district that I teach in, it's fairly mixed. Mm -hmm. um, only because, so the district I teach in is the district I went to school in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so growing up, it was all white teachers. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you like go into different schools, you'll see Middle Eastern teachers. Uh, they're still we're, like they're still not great with like black teachers. Mm -hmm. I we only have like two in our building, mm -hmm. um, and so you'll see a little bit more shift towards um, representation amongst the the teachers, mm -hmm. but not as much as I would have expected. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Who did you? So they're working on. I think, yeah, and um, I teach international, and I think they, I think they're working at it as well. I think it's, 
especially these schools are like extremely large and I don't know if it's that there's not enough people of color trying to come for these jobs. Um, you don't know yeah. unless you're like actually, I don't know, administration or whoever, whoever's looking at these resumes, you don't know. But I know that just from my experiences, I haven't had very many colleagues international that have kind of looked like me or of color in general. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit tricky. It is because like, um, I don't know. It, it kind of breaks my heart because I know like, well, in our, I'm just going to use my school for for reference because that's what I know the most. Of course. We, like I said, we have two African-American teachers. They're fen- phenomenal. I, I want to make sure. Yeah, we do. It's only the two. They're mm-hmm. like leaders in our building. Like mm-hmm. One of them has taught my siblings, like my whole, like all eight of them. So that she's been there for a long time. Um, and the other one is fairly new, but she like led the robotics uh, team. She brought that program to our school. She started amongst our just like leaders. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I wish there were more like people mm-hmm. like that you know, mm-hmm. in our in our building. We need to see more of that because our kids really don't interact with um, people that are like not the same as them. So they, they don't see or interact with black people as often mm-hmm. or they don't see and interact with white people as often because the majority of our building is like 99% Arab American. Mm-hmm. And our community is this, um, it's fairly like largely Arab Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're like interacting with something or like someone who doesn't look like them, you would find it in school, but we don't have that. Okay. And that sucks for them because like, they're not going to know any better if they're not having these experiences. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And yeah. I think that's where your like piece work being culturally responsive comes in. Like if they can't get it there, like you're uh, consistently talking about it in the classroom. So they are getting experience through whatever you're teaching. Yeah. Right. Right. But I feel like I always feel like, um, like firsthand experiences are the ones that stay. Of course. With the most, of course. Know? Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Ashma, who would you say your best friend either is now or was in um, school? School meaning elementary or middle school or high school. And would you say that is, is that someone that you're still talking to currently? Is it someone that kind of, you just, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> I'm just trying to think like, oh crap, like who was it? Um, I had like great, amazing friends in high school, like very supportive. We hung out all the time. They understood my family dynamics. Um, unfortunately, we don't talk as much now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are the type of people that if I saw them, like I can go years without seeing them. Sure. And then once I see them, it's like as if not, like nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, at work, my the, the actual, my fourth grade team, are, mm-hmm. I'm very close to. Mm-hmm. So those are people that I go to for everything regarding work um, and home mm-hmm. if, if I need to. And then outside of school, my literally, this is so cliche, but my best friend is my husband. Oh. Um, and I know it's like so, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Like, that is everybody, awesome. Everybody's like, oh, I'm free. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have my sister, but um, my youngest sister, I would I would say, is my closest like best friend. Like she's done so much for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. What What does your um, husband do? He's a pharmacist by trade. Mm -hmm. And he's all, has he always been a pharmacist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he used to like work with at his dad's business, but uh -huh. that was just like until he graduated. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. So then he just, yeah, that's always been his um, profession. And then like on the side, he has businesses, but they're all, all pharmaceutical. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people who are into um, pharmacy, are, they, they have their hands in a lot of different things. They do, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I can see you thinking. <laughs> because, like, all of his businesses go back to pharmacy. Sure, sure. So that's just, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand. I yeah, I totally understand. What do you say, and I'm, I'm a, I think I know your answer, but um, what do you, like, what do you really enjoy right now about education? Something that you love. And it could be In anything. Education? Yeah. It could be um, anything. Okay, so like like as an educator, sure. I enjoy being in the classroom with my students okay. the most. Okay. Like outside of the classroom, I'm just like, let me just close my door <laughs> and teach. Because I have very strong opinions and people just look at me like, What's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I read and I think about things. Uh huh. What would you <laughs> say you have strong opinions about? Like, what? <laughs> what would you say you have strong opinions about? I mean, just like our, our educational practices. Uh huh. You know, the way the government like views our profession and how under you know underpaid and we're not treated well. I mean, there's a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need to go. I mean, there's so much. <laughs> I don't need to go to a meeting that you could have sent in an email. Like sure. I, that time for me is more valuable spent in the classroom with sure. my students in a lesson, you know, little things like that. I think I, and I voice my opinion and they know I'm a person who voices opinion. They just get used to it. That's good though. Go but it's nothing like, it's not in a way that's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I hate this job or whatever. It's just like, I love this job, but you guys aren't letting me do the sure. job that I love. Sure. Which is be in the classroom with my students and teach. Yeah. You and, know, and have these great discussions and not worry about the standards every two seconds, mm -hmm, you know? So. Mm -hmm. And what would you say your favorite subject, subject is to teach? Social studies. Yeah. I can only yeah. guess why. I love it. I mean, I, the and and I and you can see the kids love it too mm -hmm. because I love it. The kids love it. Now, math, me and math are not friends. So <laughs> the kids in math are not friends. And this year, I'm teaching two classes of uh -huh. math, and I'm like, but I don't like math. So why am I teaching two classes? <laughs> no, I'm I'm a, I, I I understand where you're coming. I don't love it. Um, I would say I'm more of a reading and writing teacher in general, but yeah, math is definitely not something I love to teach, but it's something that I, every year I try to use it as like a goal to get better at, try to make it more fun. Yeah. Um, well, see, last year we had like, we were like, yes, because we had centers, we had sure. like lessons, we got everything prepared, like we spent hours preparing like our centers and units and whatever we were going to teach and making it very interactive uh -huh. so that the kids had like rotations yeah, yeah and that we were able to like 
um, differentiate with the different levels in our classroom and really meet the students um, through that through that math block. Mm -hmm. And then this year they gave us a whole new program. It's like fidelity. You have to read it like sentence by sentence, and you have to do a lesson a day. And I'm like, the kids can't even sit through. 30 minutes of me talking to them. Yeah. You want me to just sit there and do 90 minutes of reading out of this book? Like, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it seems like it's so funny because like I'm way I was like you're you were going through some of the same things that we go through like it seems like things are constantly changing you yes. get into a routine and like you feel like you like hitting your stride and all of a sudden it's like yeah. here you go here's another thing here you go here's another yeah. thing right um exactly. I think I it's feel it is and I feel like schools and sometimes the people that are putting these things into place have been out of the classroom for so long like they, like they don't yeah. understand how precious like you said before that time is it is and it's yeah. not just that it puts such strain on like us like we know what standards we need to hit we know what what where they should end or leave mm -hmm. certain grades by right mm -hmm. so just let us figure out how they're going to get that information mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean if you want to provide resources and stuff then talk to your team your you know the people that you trust these children with mm -hmm. and say hey what would most benefit you or what resource would most benefit you before diving in and they had piloted this program um in our schools in like a few schools mm -hmm. and some teachers love it and i get what where it's positive but i just feel like the kids can't sit yeah they can't sit for 16 they can't, they're not supposed to like they need to move so yeah. um so what I do notice though is with this lesson in, in lower grades, so like if they piloted the program throughout the district, right, mm -hmm. from K-12 or whatever, um, or at least K-8, I think for sure, because mm -hmm. I know the middle school is doing it too. But the kindergartners are like getting it because this is the first way they're, they're being taught math and they understand sure. these kind because that's the only way they've ever been taught uh -huh. math. But then you have the kids in my grade who have had math for like three, four years now, it's taught so different than the traditional way of teaching math mm -hmm. that they are so lost. Of course they lost. are. Of course they are. And I'm just like, I'm lost too. It's just <laughs> going. <laughs> I don't know why they're telling you to group these things. I just know you carry the one. Just carry the one. That's what I know. That's what I was taught. <laughs> That's too bad. That's too bad. So like, I know, guys. Let's just try to do this. Um, so, like, but we do notice with the lower grades, they're getting those concepts because there's not background knowledge that they still have to learn. Sure. Whereas the upper grades who are starting this curriculum, we have to teach them so much background knowledge mm -hmm. before we even get to the lesson. Yeah. So then I'm like, how are you going to even sit through this yeah. lesson? Yeah. It's funny. I, I, I always, I don't know. I think... Sometimes you want to just say, like, you just want to tell your ad administration or whoever it is, like, we need to slow down. And it's not just you, like, that one teacher that's thinking it, it's multiple people. And that's the thing, it's always like, I noticed not even in our building, it's in every building, there's of course. like two, three people who will 
say something. Exactly. And then you look like the A word. <laughs> You're all thinking it. Can somebody just back us up here, like one of you? Yeah, yeah. Because if you, yeah. what happens is if you, like you said, if you don't, you either look really bad, and they assume that everything's okay, right? Right. Yeah, it just uh, makes it worse. And like our admin in our building, they know the struggle,、mm -hmm. but it's, it goes beyond that.、Mm -hmm. You know, they can only say so much and do so much.、Um, But they're well aware of like what our issues are and what our concerns are.、Mm -hmm. But again, they have their own set of things that they have to do because, of course, they're busy too. Yeah, yeah. They're working for, they're working for the higher ups. So、uh -huh. the higher ups want something done.、Uh -huh. It hits them, and then they delegate. It's just like it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. How would you say?、Um, Like, how real should we be with kids this like today in this in the classroom? Like, is there any limits? It just I feel like that depends on、um, the subject,、mm -hmm. you know. But I, personally speaking, I if something is brought up in my classroom, we discuss it. I don't sit there and like sugarcoat anything.、Mm -hmm. I don't.、Um, Like we have like genuine conversations. I don't say go home and ask your parents.、Mm -hmm. Like you ask me, and I'm going to like help guide your thoughts and your、mm -hmm. thinking, like as to what questions. Like I don't know. Yeah. That's really hard. That's so hard because you just there's a lot that goes into it. One,、mm -hmm. the community. I had、um, somebody send me a DM that said,、um, so I I reposted Teach and Transforms Liz's.、Um, Anchor chart, where where she was asking the question, do you think、uh, Muslim and Jewish holidays should be included in the school calendar?、Mm -hmm. Because if you notice our, our school calendar, even though they don't say this is a Christian holiday, Christian dates, winter break falls on Christmas break. Sure.、Right? Yeah. And and for a long, long time, it was called Christmas break.、Mm -hmm. It wasn't called winter break, right? They just politically corrected that、mm -hmm. recently. Um. So somebody is like,、uh, you know, what happens when you have parents? Like, how do you even ask that question? Like, I have a huge Christian and Jewish community, and they would not be okay if I was asking that question.、Mm -hmm. Like, they would like literally go to town on this teacher, or you know,、like, yeah, make it hard for her at school. Sure, like, yeah. So depending on the community that you're in and how. How you feel about your job?、Mm -hmm. Like some people, they need this job. This、mm -hmm. is their livelihood. They just need it, and they can't afford to take these risks in the classroom.、Mm -hmm. And I totally understand that because, you know, I come from poverty, so I know what that looks like and、mm -hmm. what it means. You know,、mm -hmm. um, and some people are at the point where they're just like, you know what? I really don't care. I'm going to have these conversations regardless、mm -hmm. of the. So it really, there's a lot that goes in. That's a loaded question. It is. But I am going to say. That if a student brings it up, that's your opportunity to then take that right、mm -hmm. question or whatever thought and use it in the classroom because now it really is not like you bringing it up. If you're worried about the backlash of oh you're teaching these the, this this whatever in、mm -hmm. in your classroom,、mm -hmm. you could always say well this student brought it up and I'm an educator and that's my obligation to educate them on that topic、mm -hmm. right because they brought it up to you. But、um, it just like I try to just teach, and then 
I'm the type of teacher that I just do and apologize later. So yeah. if you follow that philosophy, you should be fine. Yeah. You can always be like, I didn't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I totally agree with you. I think... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I... How can we make this better? How can we best support the students? <laughs> We're all here for the kids. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. <laughs> what can we do moving forward to make sure these kids are world and global citizens? Seriously, I agree with you. That is awesome. That is awesome. Actually, <laughs> where, funny where can people find you? If people are trying to find the work that you're doing in the classroom, what are some of the social media outlets that we can find you at? Um, so I do have a Facebook, but I, it's linked to my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm more, act, I'm most active on Instagram and my handle is teaching with sugar and spice. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you need to like contact me, that would be the way or sending me like a email. So it would be teaching with sugar and spice at gmail.com. Okay. Awesome. And is it okay that I put your email in here or link it somewhere? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank everyone. you. <laughs> All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> All right. Take care. See you. Bye.